For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I want to also thank Home Instead Senior Care Recruit. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Senior Home, let me start over. I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care. They recruit the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. Okay, I'm just laughing at myself. Apparently, I rewrote my intro, and I don't know it yet. <laughs> That happens. Okay, and we are doing the second podcast with a dear friend of mine, Dee Dee Lake. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. This is my treat. Now, if you have missed Dee Dee's story or her bio and you want to know who is this woman, what does she stand for, I want you to go to this episode we did called, I think we're going to call it What's Next? Connecting with Your Teenage Daughter, because in it... Dee Dee explains a lot about what happened in her life that made her so sensitive to the needs of teenagers and why that matters to all of us, really. Okay, Dee Dee, I think this one we're going to call how to, like, something about connecting your teenage daughter to the right friendships. I'm not sure what I'll call it, but we'll, we'll figure that out together as we go. So one of the things, I, I'm reading Dee Dee's book. I love it. It's Tell me the title and also your website, Dee Dee, while I'm thinking about it. It's Next Step, You've Accepted Jesus, Now What is the title. And my website is deedeelake.com, and it's spelled D-E-E-D-E-E-L-A-K-E.com. Okay, now we went into some detail in the last episode about how you took words that all church people like me use, and then instead of just throwing them in your book, you actually define them in case somebody is picking up the book for the first time, trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus Christ, and they don't know the lingo. So I love that because that, that describes me. Um, I, I had heard people talk about the Bible and I just didn't get it. And so it really bugged me when they would speak in these ways, like I'm supposed to know some kind of magical language that I didn't get. So I really, right. pre- I appreciate what you did there, Dee Dee. That was, I noticed it immediately because I'm sensitive about that for my own teenage years. Now, um, the other thing that I, I'm, I'm tempted to ask you this as a question, but I know you'll never guess it. If you were my daughter, I would ask you, Dee Dee, what do you think was my favorite? What do you think is my favorite thing about your book, knowing me? I can't wait to hear what you might think. Mm, I don't you'll, know. You'll never uh, guess. Maybe encouraging people to talk, uh, girls to talk to their parents, to go to them. 
Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that about the book. Yeah, you yeah. really set it up so moms can buy the book and have a, or grandmothers can have these wonderful ongoing conversations with their teenage daughters or granddaughters, or you can bring it into your child's, like, into a Bible study or a Sunday school class. I mean, it. I did love that about your book, that it prompts great conversations. And as you know, I think the conversation is the basis of all companionship. So to me, that matters. But no, the thing, my favorite thing about your book is there were all these great quotes in it. And because mm-hmm. I love quotes, I just love, I, I think Me I was too. really slow to get, um, to learn that I didn't have to learn things the hard way, that I could just absorb the wisdom other people offered me. And that would be smart. Absolutely. Me, you know? yes. Yeah. So you wrote to well, a the- whole bunch, bunch of people and then you picked and chose what you would quote in your book. And I love that. And that well, question one of the things, uh-huh. sorry, well, um, the, originally, originally uh-huh. the book was called Advice from an Older Sister because uh-huh. I had asked women between the ages of 20 and 70 what they would like to have known when they were a teenager. And that's really where the book came from because I traditionally have been a speaker to young moms um, or couples. That's kind of my area of my audience. And my heart was just breaking one day when I was sitting here my house in Colorado Springs, and I realized that somebody needed to get to these ladies before they believed the lies of Satan, you know, believe the lies that they're not good enough, that they're just not enough. So I started praying about it, and God was like, write a book for younger girls. I'm like, but do, do I, is that really what you want me to do? And this just flowed. It's been such a great experience doing that because I feel like that I'm walking beside each of these young girls as I'm talking to them. I pray for them throughout the book. Um, and and I actually have created uh, five videos that go along with the book too. So each week they can see me talking to them. I love it. I'm I'm so excited about that. I didn't even know you'd done it. But I I am seriously thinking about getting my uh, granddaughter's friends together to go through it. I was going to ask my kids if they wanted to do this with me. I I mean, it's the kind of book you can, like, there's four or five women in my family that are close to my age or older. I could ask my two daughters, and, and half a dozen of us could come together and do one week each. We wouldn't even have to do the whole thing ourselves. And then I was going to ask you if you'd do a video for us, so you're a step ahead of me. Okay, so that's I exciting. I will certainly do a video. <laughs> I, do a I love that. With you guys. I was yeah, thinking what a gen- I was thinking I'd be genius and suggest it, but apparently you already thought of it. Okay, <laughs> so, so now I'm going to make you work. You've already done some hard okay. work, but now I'm going to make you work really hard. So you ask all these women what they wish they could tell their teenage self, and I want to know what would you tell your teenage self? Well, I um, I wanted to think about that a lot, and I I believe what I would definitely tell them is that God has a beautiful plan for them, that these things that are happening in their life aren't random, that he knows about it, and that he will use it, can and will use it for the good, like me moving around all the time, and now I'm a connection expert. I mean, some people, that would have been a really been a problem, but, you know, God turned it into something great, and I'm able to see people their need and uh, being inclusive for them. I love that. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about one relationship with, with a lot of people. I mean, I hear stories all the time from other women. And so I know this is a a recurring theme. A lot of people struggle to have a good relationship with their mother, which 
I ended up with a great relationship with my mom, but it actually took quite a bit of work. And sometimes people don't realize that. So I think even people who have great relationships with their mom can have, you know, problems along the way. So talk to me a little bit about some of the things, you know, finding the right friends, finding the right mentor, and being the mom that has a great relationship with your daughter. Well, my to go back a little bit, my mom and I did not have a good relationship. I was the child that she had no idea what to do with. My mom is quiet. Um, she avoids conflicts as much as she can. And in the book, I tell you, you know, like all the different differences of us. She's a little Native American, Spanish lady, 4'10", olive skin. Oh. I'm born white skin, red hair on flame, you know, like on fire. And I'm as passionate as she is passive. So we just didn't understand each other. We, we saw each other, but we couldn't see um, our way to each other's heart, you know, and we wanted to, we both wanted that, but it was such a struggle until I grew up and realized, oh, okay, everybody has to be like me for me to love them um, or to be kind to them. And so as God kept putting these different mentors in my life, I developed more. And I believe that if we're open to that, if, if we're praying about it, Lord, and I did, I prayed a lot because, because I didn't have a close relationship with my mom and I wanted one. Um, I started praying. I was like, Lord, I just need one mentor. And I know he was giggling because we went to Panama and he gave us this church, amazing church, full of wonderful mentors. Most of them were teachers in the Panama Canal. And so that's just their heart, you know, is to teach and to mentor. So that was, um, I got more than I even expected. So it, it, it's good to pray about it and to be open and looking for that mentor, those friendships that are going to be um, God honoring. And if you have our time finding one, Go talk to a pastor. He knows who the strong women are in their in your church, you know, or the strong older or older girls. It doesn't have to be somebody that's um, a lot older, because you know a kindergartner can help a, a one year old uh, start to walk. I mean, you know, can hold their hands. And yeah. we, as we learn things, we can do that. We can look back, and and that's the really what I want for. Um, by giving all that advice from all the other women is those women wanted to reach back and hold somebody's hand so that they know they weren't alone. Uh, and that's I what I want that. these girls to do. Well, I love the quote that you pulled from Mer- Meryl Streep, who I just love her as an actress. Uh, she's so talented, uh-huh. but I loved what she said and you quoted her in her book. So now I'm going to have to cut this out and put it on my wall. What makes you <laughs> different? What makes you different or weird? That's your strength. What a exactly. great quote. If I didn't know that now, I, I mean, by, at 62, I better believe that now because I, I have spent my whole life feeling a little out of out of sync with everybody else because I'm so you don't, you, you don't remember the people that aren't weird. I mean, you know, if they're all just yeah. normal, you don't, yeah. you know, and so when you kind of act out and they're funny or, you know, are silly, yeah. uh, that's the person that you remember. My kids, uh, we used to try to embarrass them when they were growing up just for fun. Yeah. And now what's so funny is our daughter does it to her kids, you know, and I just think it's hilarious. But. Okay. So we're going to break. And then we're, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about you gave some of the best exercises in this book. You called them journal prompts, things that we could do just like a timeline for your kids. I want to talk a little bit about that because I want people to know this is a content rich book and such a great tool. But I also, uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about what the churches can do to be more 
uh, welcoming and teenager friendly. So stay with us. You can find all this information at Kathy Craffy, K R A F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or DD Lake. I'm sure I know you can sign up for my blog every week. It's free and you'll get connected with all these great interviews. I'm sure Didi has something similar that she can offer you. So look for both of us on the line, but stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how finding, helping your daughter find the right friends and how the church can be more welcoming. This is Truth with a Texas Twang right here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang, spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. If you're listening or, or reading along as we go, I just want you to know we think you're very dear. We're so proud of you and we're, we feel like we're on the same team with you and, and that we're together in this. And we really love and support women. And and then the other thing that's been happening with the show that we did not expect is men are listening in. We think they just want to know how women talk to each other when we think the men aren't <laughs> listening. <laughs> but it, 
if you're a guy and you're listening in, this is how we talk. I mean, this is what we talk about. So, but you're welcome to, and we're, we're glad, and we're really proud of you for leading in your own world and your own family and work. Wherever you're leading, I know God is using you, and so we're thankful for you. So welcome back to the show. And now I want to talk about something really important, and especially for people that are prone to listen to podcasts because they're self-educating, self-learning people. This is a really important question. Didi, you're a connections expert. That is that is your title. And this word mentor, it comes up a lot and people are very skittish about it. So I want to just say I've had, I can't even count the number of mentors I've had over the years, but if you ever try to make it official, people get really nervous. <laughs> right, right, they do. So talk so to me really about that. how you see that shaping up, especially as a mother-daughter kind of situation. Mm, absolutely. You know, it, it goes down to conversation. You know I mean, it's, it's not trying to have the big conversations, you know, like over major deals, but making sure that every day that you have, you know, four or five minutes where you're actually looking in your child's face, your daughter's face, or whoever that you're trying to communicate with, um, and you have that old-fashioned uh, FaceTime, you know, before yeah. iPhones. Uh, yeah. That is so important because what it tells, it translates to the other person. You're important enough that I'm going to stop what I'm doing. One of the things that my husband and I did as our kids were younger was when they would walk in the room, no matter what we were doing, we would stop and look at them and smile. Wow. Um, oh, my, we my kids would know. love that. They, we wanted them to know they were loved. Well, when we first yeah. started it, it was kind of funny. Our son was like, what, am I in trouble? <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here thinking my son, is. he laughs. He'll tell me, like his sisters will tell me, oh, yeah, Will said you weren't writing. He got your full attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we want to make sure that we're giving their full attention to them, and you will see a huge change in your relationship if you will do that with everybody, that when they walk in the room, you just stop for a minute, put the TV on pause, what, you know, mute it, so that yeah. they know that they are more important than anything else that's going on, and it's a great message to give them. That is really great advice, and I bet, I bet a lot of people are doing that, and if they're not, if you're not doing it, really, that's great advice. I need to take it myself more. But I notice when I pay attention and, and focus on my kids, it, it just means so much to them. They talk about it behind my back even. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they tell me everything yeah. to my face, too. So I, had a, I had Ellen on the show recently, and she started listing my phobias in public. I was like, oh, no, I wonder which one she's going to share. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I bite my fingernails whenever they're on the show. Okay, so... Um, as far as mentoring goes, I just wanted to throw that out in case anybody's listening and they're going, okay, sure. But here's the deal. I find that mentoring is a two-way street, and I know you do too, Dee Dee. I've Absolutely. had older women who taught me invaluable stuff, but at the same time, because of the generation they were in, they may have gotten caught on something that was specific to their generation. And so for like, I'll never forget the time I told one of my dear friends and she is a godly woman. I told her, I thought it was she, her generation had the hardest time raising kids. Like she, 
like her kids are my age. And I, I told her that and I could tell at first she didn't even believe me. And then I told her why and why it was easier. Like some people would claim our generation had a harder era to raise kids in. But I actually think the generation that we grew up in was a harder time to be a parent. And I have some really specific reasons for that. And when I shared them with her, I gave her freedom. I don't think anyone had ever given her before just by telling her what I really believed and thought and had thought about And just having some compassion on my, my my own parents, you know, what they went mm-hmm. through to have to raise me and also yep. knowing what my friends were like and, and what we put our parents through. So and the, some of the things they faced that that we never had to face. So um, anyway, there are times like that in a mentoring relationship where you may think that you're the daughter in the, the role, but really mm-hmm. that mother may need freedom that only you can get because you're a different generation. So it's not that you're wiser than mentoring women in your life, but it's just you have your perspective is freeing and refreshing for them. So always keep that in mind. You're not just draining the, you know, life out of somebody you're actually giving and pouring into their life mutually. And so I think that helps. If someone's going to be your mentor, they're going to want good things for you, and they're going to want to pour into you, and it won't be draining. Um, And you don't want to be that. If you're the mentee, you definitely don't want to be that clingy, you know, person. But really for me, mentoring is just about what Jesus did with his disciples. He walked with them. And he talked with them, he ate with them, he slept with them, and that's what we need to do. When I said about my mentors walking beside me as I became a mom, um, you know, my mom was, you know, in the States and I was in Panama. So these women stepped in that role. Um, That's what we need to be willing to do is, is to be engaged in someone else's life so that when they have a question, they could just turn to their side and you're already there. You know, it's not a, I've got to mentor you moment. You know, it's just, Right. It's just you talking to them, you know, and it's about that communication. Just being friends. Okay, so Absolutely. having said that, now knowing what – now, like, I don't know if people have already bought your book, and that's why they're listening to this podcast, but if you haven't bought it, you are in for a treat. Okay, so when you get your hands on Dee Dee's book, you're going to find out she is so practical I mean, your applications just blew my mind. Like, I'm going to want you to look at my applications before I publish my next book, Dee Dee, because really, <laughs> yours were so excellent. But here's so here's my question. Translate that idea of mentoring and friendship and welcome and mutuality. Translate that to how our ch- neighborhood churches need to be welcoming in this this age group that you've targeted, the teenagers that we love. I am so glad you asked this question. I am passionate. I could talk to you forever about this. Um, teenagers okay. look weird. They smell weird. They they sound weird, but they're not. <laughs> they are just a walking big heart that needs love. Oh. And if we see them the way that Jesus sees them, we're going to love them. And, and so they're looking. They want us to be, first of all, adults to, to to them. They don't want us to be their best friend. They want us to love them where they are, but also to encourage them to be the best that they can be. They want you to sow those seeds in of uh, encouragement and positivity just so that they know this person believes in me. I may not be making right choices right now, or I don't even know what my choices are, but this person is going to be with me and help me do that. And I think as a church, if we don't try to make them into children 
or we don't try to make them into adults because they're not either one of those. They're teenagers, and they're going through, I think, Right now, I think teenagers have the hardest time in history of being teenagers. They're expected to be adults, but yet they're not allowed to be adults. You know, they have that whole balance that they're trying to do. And so as and a they're church... And get, they're, they're getting assaulted by the media, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. they're told all the time that they're awful. And um, But just invite them out for lunch. You know, I mean, you'd be surprised. They're like, okay, we did that for one of the kids in our church that was having a hard time. And we said, hey, come have lunch with us. So him and another friend, they came. And, and we just went to lunch and, and just chatted with them. I mean, now he sees us. He's an adult. And he's like, hey, what's You know, my husband. You know, it was because a guy, you know, it was more of a guy thing. I was there, but it was one of the guys. And uh-huh. uh, you can do that with girls. You go have a cup of coffee. You know, they love to be treated like an adult, but yet listened to like a child. Does that make sense? Oh, I love it. Treated like, uh, treat like an adult, but listened to as a child. Because a child, see, you really have to listen to what they're saying. Otherwise, you might agree to something that you shouldn't. Um, so, right. yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting because I'm, I'm sitting here sifting through how that will look when I try it on my my sweet grandchildren. I have grandchildren from uh, 16 years old to three, almost, well, two right now, about to be three. So that is a a large gap of young people in my life that I care about so much I'd die for them. Just take a bullet for them in a heartbeat. So anyway, I'm sitting here thinking, how does that look? Spending time with them like they're an adult, but listening to them like they're the most precious child on the face of the earth, which they are to me, you know? Well, for an adult, you wouldn't ask, like for me, you wouldn't ask me to... I don't know, play hockey, you know, because that's not my interest. It's not something that would appeal to me. But if you said, hey, let's go have some coffee and chat, I'm like, I'm on, girl. But I mean, I'm going to grab my purse up and ready to go. So it's reaching them to where things like they would want to do. And we do that with adults all the time. You know, we we sit through what that adult would, would enjoy doing, and we invite them to go do that with us. But also it's, you know, it might just take you as the adult, as a mentor, um, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that maybe you're not that comfortable with. But yet the kid knows that. I mean, he understands or she understands. But they admire you for doing that. And it gives them strength and purpose and courage also by you doing that for them. I love that. That's great advice right there to do something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone because it's something they love. Uh, that is right. such good advice, and maybe that's what a good advice for church, like as a congregation, when you're thinking about your neighborhood, do something that stretches your congregation a little bit because it'll fit the needs of your neighbors close by. I love that, especially thinking in terms of the teenagers. So maybe you do a little Bible study for them or invite them to come have coffee at the church or um, right. some kind of some kind of. Uh, outreach that is uh, not the usual thing, something different, something that really mm-hmm. addresses the needs of your neighborhood, whether it's tutoring or suicide prevention or whatever. We have about a minute left. I want to mention you can find all this at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, or you can go to D-E-E-D-E-D-D-Lake, Dot com and get lots more information and resources. And you can find her book at uh, ddlake.com. Also, I'm looking to see the title of the book. Dee, Dee say it out loud for it, me. I know I've got it, it in my notes. Next step, you've accepted Jesus. Now what? Okay, perfect. Next steps. Look for that by Dee, Dee Lake. 
And then know this, we are so grateful for you. We're, we're so happy that you care about teenagers, and we really want you to be successful having those great conversations with your teenage daughters and in your church yeah. among the people that you love. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh,